day, punters, and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 21. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me once again, Dan Nuttall. Joel, still on leave today and next week, back the week after. Well, Dan, action-packed weekend of racing around Australia, including uh, Zaki's attempt at a Dooman Cup double, and uh, that looks like it's going to be a fairly wet track. And then over in Adelaide, we've got a typically wide open Goodwood. That's right, Parks. Yeah, look, polar opposites regarding, uh, I guess, uh, from a betting perspective for the for the Group Ones in Adelaide and Brisbane, you got uh, as you mentioned the wide open Goodwood Stakes, um, very tough affair. Could make a case for uh, plenty of them. Although a couple of scratchings, uh, one today and one earlier in the week, sort of. Um, Sort of makes things a little bit interesting. September run in the boat and in the boat are the two also I've uh, referred to have come out since. Um, and in Brisbane, will be hard to beat as well. Uh, will be hard to beat in the Doom and Cup to defend his crown. Um, don't think it's a whole one act affair, but look, from what he did first up, a few of those will have to um, produce career best to um, to over to overturn the result in the Hollandale. So, look, plenty to play out, but. Um, as always, looking forward to getting, getting stuck into it and, and finding a few winners, hopefully. All right, well, let's do exactly that. And we will start uh, on the final day of the Adelaide Carnival. Uh, at Racing on the course proper at Morfordville. First of the black type races is race four. It's the David Coles AM Stakes. 1,200-metre uh, group three set weights for the two-year-olds. Uh, we see a couple here that we haven't seen before. Uh, we've also got three last start winners and a few others with some pretty good form as well. How did you sort this one out? With the favourite on top, See You in Heaven, um, she sort of stamped her authority, I guess, with a good win over the Flemington Carnival, put away for a spell and, and just did a few things wrong first up in the Cinderella Stakes. However, um, she certainly redeemed herself with two very dominant wins um, at Morpherville. I think she brings that form should be hard to beat again. So there's the fours on top. I've got the nine in next. Uh, a Godolphin filly by the name of Portray. Comes out of a, a fairly weak Cranbourne maiden, it must be said. But uh, she won quite convincingly there after sitting wide on the speed. I like the way she kicked away when given a bit of a rev up from the jockey early in the straight. She did it quite easily there after a tough run. Um, I think she's certainly uh, stakes class. Two, Maximilius. Mick Price had a big rap on this horse leading the first short run at Caulfield. He started a 290 favourite and it wasn't a bad little field there, but just didn't finish off um, as expected after enjoying a good run in transit. I'm going to think he can improve here second up. And in for, th- in for fourth, I've got the six, Miss Dunsford. Um, she's run some good races, third behind Twin Stars last start. Um, I think certainly in the game as well. But four on top for me, nine, two and six, the, the remainder. Race five is the dominant Centuria Stakes at Morphville on Saturday. It is over 2015 metres with the rail placement, and this is a listed event uh, for three-year-old fillies and mares. You've spoken with Troy Corstens in this week's Winning Post, Dan, and uh, he gave you uh, he gave you a pretty good wrap for Maid of Iron, and I see you've managed to find a slot for her in your four. Yeah, made of iron. First go at uh, stakes level. Obviously, the stable trying to earn some 
black tight with her. I think she's over the odds at 30 to 1, but I've got her in for third. Uh, we've got Foxy Frieda and La Chevalier above her. Foxy Frieda was a sort of tragedy beaten at this track in the, the Queen of the South last start. Um, the horse that sort of needs everything to go right um, for her to win, get back, sort of run on horse, and she just didn't get luck at the right time last start. Um, it's a good draw here. Barrier four will again need some need some luck in the straight, but if she gets it, I think she'll be really hard to hold out. Uh, rock hard fit mare, um, very consistent one, and um, goes on top for me. Last Chevalier in next good win on the heavy ten last start. Um, not as effective on dry ground, but she still uh, she still runs on it just fine. The four Miranda last start win at Randwick has since stood up. Body Ezra was a distant second there. She's come out and won last week at Scone, so. Certainly a, a leading chance last Chevalier. 11 made of iron, one of reference. Thought good start, six, good last start at 1,600 metres. She's crying out for this longer trip now. Gets it here. Um, and in for fourth, the one silent sovereign. 4 7 11, one. Race six, first leg of the quaddy at Morphville on Saturday is the SA Phillies Classic 2,500 metres. Group three, set weights for three-year-old Phillies has come down in the world a bit since it used to be the Group 1 SA Oaks. That was a fair while ago now. Um, fun facts about the SA Phillies Classic Saddlecloths 2 to 4 have provided six of the past eight winners and six of the past eight winners, though not necessarily the same ones that carry 2 to 4, have jumped from gate 7 or wider. And I see your selection, Daniel, fulfills both those criteria. That's right. And with the two, Lamunia, who... So that'd be a really nice preparation until she put in a bit of a stinker last start at, um, in the, the Australasian Oats, a group one level at this track. Look, I think she's at sort of a 2,400 metre horse around this trip. This is 2,500 metres, but she was a good winner over 2,400 metres at Caulfield. Um, two back, got one with a bit in hand there. Then she was back to 2,000 metres last start and just didn't run on. I think she's a better filly than that as a, as a reference. The rise... Up to 2,500 metres will suit her down to the ground. And um, she's got plenty of class on her side, this filly. So she's on top for me, the two. The five and next, the Amazonian. Um, ticking along nicely, this preparation. Gets a good chance to earn some black type. Um at Caulfield over 2,000 metres last start. I think gives the impression she'll she'll handle the rising trip here. In for third, I got the one, Dusseur. She's run some really good races. Um a whole heap of luck. Forgive the two, miss two back. She just sort of pulled up. She pulled up lame there, but wasn't far away in the Australasian Oaks last start. Of course, she's got a second to Willowy in the VRC Oaks over this trip in the spring. So she'll know she'll, you know, she'll handle the trip. And I've got the nine in for fourth. Uh, Pearl Rain. Look, her form might not read as good as some of her rivals here, but it just gives the impression she's an out-and-out stayer. Um, wasn't too bad in the Tasmanian Oaks earlier in the preparation. I think this sort of trip will really, uh, really help her. I think she's well over the odds, sort of 50 to 1. So worth throwing into quaddies and exotics, the 9. But my number's 2, 5, 1, and then 9. Race 7 at Morfordville on Saturday is the R.A. Lee Stakes, 1,600-metre Group 3. Set weights and penalties. And uh, the what, what these penalties are handed out for is uh, a big factor here. Daniel, I'm very interested in your selection here, who's your best of the day uh, and has been beaten at his last 20 starts. <laughs> um, 
But, but 17 of those 20 starts have been in Group 1 races uh, and the others have basically been over trips that were the shorter than his best, the other three, uh, and, he pro- and he placed in a couple of those anyway. Um, but the factor, the, the, he's been racing in Group 1s, obviously a lot of them have been at Wait for Age, but here he's actually better than Wait for Age because it's based on, the penalties are based on wins over the last couple of years, which he hasn't had, in fact, has not won uh, since the chairman's stakes at this carnival two years ago. So perfectly suited by the set weights and penalties. And even though he's the highest weighted rated horse in the race, he actually gets two and a half kilos off the top couple. Of course, I'm talking about Dallas Ann. Tell us why he's going to win. Well, you've half, made half my case for me, Barks. He's, yeah, 20, 20 starts, no wins. It's um, been 755 days since the last win. But, look, as you've alluded to, the stable haven't been shy with him. They've been racing him against the best. Four starts, his preparation in four Group 1s, all in Sydney. And uh, he hasn't finished better than fourth. And that was a fourth in a Queen Elizabeth, a wait for age. <clears throat> Uh, you know, beaten six and a half lengths by the winner, think it over. But, of course, he beat some elite gallopers, elite, elite wait for age gallopers that day across the line. Drops 59 or 55 for this. Um, he, I think the key is getting back to Morpherville. He's He just revels on this track. Six starts, four wins for two seconds. And just with the drop in class, 2,000 metres, he certainly gets over the trip quite Okay, he's probably got better statistics over uh, maybe the mile, but this is the mile. Me- Sorry, this is a mile. Oh, oh Jesus, it is a mile for some reason. I think it's 2000. No, no, well, there you go. So, probably, um, you know, back to the mile. Don ran very well on a Doncaster, uh, two back was only beaten two and a half lengths there, but Mr. Brightside, so uh, just <clears throat> sacks up perfectly. I think this race ticks a lot of boxes. He'll be really hard to beat, Dallasan, and yeah, my best of the day. So seven on top. I've got the two in next, Cherry Tall Tony. Uh, horse that can get a little bit undone by some bad luck. The Gold Mile win was excellent from a long way back. Should have won a Flemington before that. Should have beaten Gentleman Roy, who was at the time was was flying. Um, good with the big weight last time, but went up to 59 kilos. And his, his record at this trip, the mile, is, um, is very good. So he's clear second pick. One Sosie Bond in for third. We're tracking up pretty well, this preparation. Um, you know, he's a horse that finds it hard to win as well. It's been over a year since his last win, but um, ready to peak now third up, I think. And for fourth, I've got the three Juniper. Um, pretty consistent horse and uh, should get a good run from the draw. Seven on top and the best of two, one and three. This might be an even better chance. Those uh, your second, third, and fourth picks are all still engaged in Melbourne. Uh, they, I assume, though, that they would more likely be going to Adelaide. Um, the big one at Morfordville on Saturday is race eight. It is the Furphy Goodwood, 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties. It is not the Goodwood, Goodwood handicap these days. Set weights and penalties. Uh, it's worth half a million, and as you mentioned earlier, Daniel, uh, September run and in the boat come out. They both drew very wide and then in the boat ended up getting injured anyway and uh, we'll be having a short spell. Uh, But there are still 19 of them at this stage to face the starter. I mentioned that you'd spoken to Troy Corstens for this week's winning post. 
don't know if he sounded uh, from your uh, interview, he didn't sound exactly chock full of confidence, but you're fairly keen on the astrologist. Yeah, look, I think it, this race sets up nicely for him here. He's, he's having a good preparation. He, he hasn't won yet, but he's contested three group ones. He was second in a new market um, three starts ago. Contested a William Reed two back, uh, two back and looked certainly held his own there, um, beating most of the field home. Then last start just was sort of a month between runs, carried the big weight, the 60 kilos in the Vobus, Vobus Gold Sprints. Um, worked a little to find the front and look, once headed at the top of the straights, sort of looked like the uh, the two horses, Lombardo and Regards Marie, both in, both in form, were sort of going to finish much further ahead of him, but he really kicked back nicely and only finished ahead off those horses into third. So with the recent trial win um, under his belt, it's a, it's a lovely draw, barrier six, certainly just parked just off the speed there. And um, I think this might be the time, this might be his uh, chance to snare his first group one. He certainly deserves it. I mean, a ripping horse for connections, uh, generally in the money. And I think this is, gets his best chance for a maiden group one, the astrologist. So he's on top for me. 19, Extreme Warrior in next. Um, just how good is this Colt? <clears throat> uh, group three, Blue Sapphire win in the spring was um, awesome. That was second up. He's second up here. Uh, too good last start with 54 kilos. Only has to carry 53 and a half here. And look, it's got to do it at group one level now. Um, bit of a rise in class, but um, looks to be a, a pretty talented Colt with a, with a very high ceiling. So... No doubt to see. It wouldn't be shocking to see him sort of blow these blow these away. Four and Nexi Inferno, much better run last start. That was sort of more like his uh, best form in the McKay Stakes and Moorfield, running into third there. Uh, drops two kilos from that run. And in for fourth, I've got the one behemoth. Eight, 19, four and one. And race nine. We finish with Ash Morfordville on Saturday. It is the Proud Miss Stakes. It's also over 1,200 metres. It's also at set weights and penalties. It's a group three for fillies and mares. And it does uh, feature one who have been, uh, I guess, among the chances in the Goodwood, uh, coming off a win in the Tobin Bronze, formerly the Euclays, and that's uh, Sarah Des. But uh, you found one at a bit of value to beat Sarah Des, Dan. Yeah, I like the look of the 15 spinning. A Piero Philly from the Tom Dabernick stable. Resumed in a, a benchmark 64 at Warrnambool. Um, look, ran well there. Finished just behind the placings in what was a blanket go. This is obviously a step up, but um, he contested some... She contested some, rather, some good Phillies races in the spring. Yeah. And really wasn't far away there. Beaten two lengths in a thoroughbred club stakes and then two and a half lengths in a Red Roses group three at Flemington. So she's had these sort of, she had runs at this sort of level before and, and held her own. Um, just thought at a bit of a price that she, worth, she was worth an each way bet, sort of one on the up and um, <clears throat> happy to be on her side spinning. Uh, 15 on top, one in next Serides. Hard to ignore that last start win. Raced away from them after leading up the field. Uh, very impressive performance, and um, so she certainly got to be included off that. Five, Miss Albania. Uh, better effort last start, I thought, in the McKay Stakes. Um, just a length off the winners and a blanket go. Ready to peak now, fourth up. And in for fourth, 13, Luna Cat. Really loved her trial, uh, sorry, her jump out leading into the first up run at Caulfield. She ran on well from the back of the fi field there. She was never really a winning hope on the turn, but 
thought her best work at last 200 metres was very good. She'll be closing hard and she is she has won her only race when only second up start in the past. So <clears throat> over the odds of 13 as well, Luna Cat, but 15 on top of one, five and 13. Recapping Daniel's specials at Morfordville. Best, race seven, number seven, Dallasan, and that was your value bet. Race nine, number 15, Spinning Durban, the venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday, was supposed to be last week, but was moved over the road to the better draining Eagle Farm. Uh, and does look like it will be in the heavy range, uh, Daniel, but uh, no question that it is going to go ahead at Durban. Uh, first of the black type races is a two-year-old race. In fact, two-year-old Phillies race. Race three, City Property Services Bill Carter stakes uh, 1,200 metres at set weights and listed level. Yeah, and just a comment on Eagle Farm. If there was any doubt on if, whether it was the best draining track in Australia, I think they put that doubt to bed last week. The amount of rain Brisbane copped, and even all throughout race day as well, it just maintained that soft six I think it might have got off to the SOP 7 range towards the end of the day, but um, terrific effort. Uh, it was a terrific <clears throat> track to uh, to hold up the way it did and have a fair day racing. Doombin doesn't have the um, same sort of drainage, unfortunately, and with the rain, yeah, we will be on a heavy track if they do run, but to the selections in race three, and with the two Plimstock, um, thought the run in the Del Rallo first up, was uh, was really good. She was sort of stoked along before the turn there. Uh, kept coming. Her best work was the last 200 metres, and that was at 1,000. So the, you'd think the 1,200 metres would really suit her. She has a win on a soft five, but nothing worse than that. So there is a little bit of a query on whether she'll handle the, the ground. But if she gets through it, I think um, I think she'll be uh, really hard to hold out. The former NXO lady first up since old, uh, since being frank, that, that, filly, uh, that horse ran really well last weekend at Eagle Farm. So the two on top for me, six in next midnight in Tokyo, um, a horse that uh, gets through these testing conditions just fine, uh, beat all by the, the smart and unbeaten, the two no first up, um, uh, really in some good sectionals there. She was very good winning on debut on a heavy nine, so the, these uh, track conditions really plays into her favour. She's clear second pick. Got the one in for third, she's a belter, um, no match for Natuno in midnight in Paris last start, but... She's run well. They're holding her ground into third. Uh, and in for fourth, over the nine stroll. I think we can expect a better performance second up. She got too far back, and the race shape was against her there. Um, but I think you can improve second up here. Two, six, one, nine for me. Race four at Doomman on Saturday. The 4X Chief De Beers, 1110-metre listed quality handicap. Yeah, on top for me, I've got the seven contemptuous who to deal with a pretty tough draw, but I guess on a day like today, the wider draws won't, um, I guess, be as problematic as they would be on a dry track here at Doombin. I think well-placed in this, which is 54 kilos. Really, a horse that really flies fresh. Um, <clears throat> and happy to put on top here, although not too keen to bet at that price, especially sort of from that wide draw. I think there's a few chances in the game as well. So, on top se the seven, but not a, a Overly keen betting race, this one. Three, Needorp in, in next. Um, look, can mix her form, this mare, but her best is uh, real, is certainly good enough. She's got an excellent fresh record. Good draw, 54 kilos, and a wet track uh, won't bother her. In for third, I've the one, Shelby 66. Now, we know his wet track form's elite. Certainly prefers the 
the heavier the better for him. Just his form since the Galaxy has sort of tapered away a little bit. Um, in fairness, he's had a couple of issues in a couple of those uh, runs. He's just looking for a spell now. Who knows? A trainer would know him best, and he's elected to have another go with him here on on the on the on the deteriorating surface this weekend. So he goes in the numbers, and in for fourth, I got the fourteen joy to all untapped, untapped mare, very lightly raced, but four from four on wet tracks. My numbers seven on top of three, one and fourteen. Race five at Doombin is the Magic Minions Pam O'Neill Stakes, sixteen hundred metres, set weights and penalties for three year olds and up fillies and mares. Group three. Yeah, big fan of the the Walla Train Nudge. I think she's the best horse in the race and look wet track form doesn't read too far shot but she resumed in hawkesbury crown on a heavy nine and i thought she was one of the runs of the race egg making some late ground into into six wasn't beaten far only beaten just a shade over a length in what was a busy finish um she's really going to appreciate the rise of 1600 meters that's a that's her hitting zone and i think um, clear on top pick for my nudge Six April rain made her my best at the Gold Coast last start and sort of counting your money at the 200 metre mark. It looked like she was going to go right past Xenifer, but just couldn't reel in that horse <clears throat> um, here third up. So certainly go one better in for in for third. I, in, sorry, in for third, I got Yamazaki flew home late um, from a long way back as it can do. Generally in the money second up and in for third, in for fourth, I got the four Xenifer. Two on top of six, three, and four. First leg of the quarter, you tune in on Saturday's race six. TAB, a BRC sprint, 1350-metre group three quality. Buffalo River, big fan of him. He's an elite wet tracker. Uh, very good run first up. He was brave in defeat, leading there, and only run down late by the inform regards Maria, the nice run in behind him. Also carried four kilos less than Buffalo River that day. So um, very brave effort in defeat first up. Yet to miss the top three, second up, and good draw. And as I said, loves these wet tracks. It will be hard to run down. Oscar Zulu in next. <clears throat> the, the eight, I thought, was a bit unlucky not to finish much closer last start. Just sort of ran into a bit of trouble in the straight. But this is a much more suitable trip second up, and I think he can hit back. Blondo, the stable mate, in for third. Um, it's good to see him sort of break a bit of a drought winning at Gosford. It was an outstanding win. Reel him in there on the on the soft seven, um, so he can go. He can certainly get, keep that form going. And in for fourth, the two Emerald Kingdom winning that the initial uh, sorry the inaugural edition of the Archer uh, running down Apache Chase, which is no no mean feat. Four eight six and two. The big one at Doombin and second leg of the quaddy is the Forex Doombin Cup 2000 metres Group One standard weight for age. It's worth a million dollars. I know you do. Uh, like one here, Dan, in this field, but uh, this time you're not going against Zaki. No, it was a, it was a good win by Zaki first up. Didn't you know blow the opposition away, or wasn't as visually pleasing as some of his uh, other wins, I guess. But he did all he had to do there. Trucked through the heavy ground quite nicely, and I think two thousand meter suits him better than eighteen hundred does. So top pick the six. Ruta, who uh, I thought his run in the Hollandale was quite good. He missed the start there, obviously on the back foot. Not a uh, not a good thing to do when you're racing in a racing against a, an elite field that the Hollandale was that day. 
Um, up 2,000 metres, he's going to improve. He's two for two over the trip. He can jump with them. Um, I think he can you know, certainly be thereabouts of Zaki on the turn and, and make, it a, make it a good battle. In for third, I've got Polly Gray, just a elite wet tracker. Very good in the Hollandale last start. Tried her hard out, as she always does. And in for fourth for Kukaracha. One, six, nine, four. And race eight at Doombin on Saturday is the last of the black type races. It's also the third leg of the quaddy. It is the ANZ Bloodstock News, The Roses. 2,000 metre set weights for three-year-old fillies. Group two level, he's on their way to the Oaks in a couple of weeks. Yes, yeah, Smirk on top for me. I uh, like the look of her. She's only won a benchmark 64 fillies and mares race two starts back and then into a listed race um, on the Gold Coast last start. And look, had a chance, had a good run in transit, but um, just unable to the reel down the winner dynasties. And the second place, Gypsy Goddess, who we know is a, a very good horse. Um, I thought it was a very good effort at sort of stakes level for the first time. 2,000 metres will suit her down to the ground. Um, happy to be with her, the 11. One, Barb Raider. What nicely suited at set weight. She's a group three and group two winner already, this preparation. Um, good in the Australasian Oaks last start but behind Glint of Hope, who was bursting to win one and got the gun ride there. She only just missed that horse in the in that group one, so certainly gets her chance to go one better. Jin uh, Martini in next. Uh, Gritty on Pacer, who will give a side up on the on, up on the speed. And I've got Taranga in next, crying out for this trip. My numbers, 11147. And Dan Specials at Doombin to recap. Race five, number two, Nudge, his best. Race three, number two, Plimstock, the value. Flemington is the venue once again for Melbourne Racing on Saturday. There is one black type race. It is race seven. And it is the Hilton Nicholas Straight Six, 1200 metre. Listed handicap, there is six kilos between top and bottom. This race uh, produced a 100-to-1 winner last year in the shape of Romancer, who was first up. Romancer is back with, uh, uh, I think, a kilo and a half more, but is second up off a particularly startling first-up run. Uh, there is one, though, that uh, did impress first up, and uh, you and I, I think, are both tipping him, Dan. Yeah, front page. He was um, he was awesome first up in the Wagga Town Plate. Pretty handy field in behind him, but he, he just toyed with them. He made a mess of them, one by four and a half or 4.3 lengths. Uh, very good return from a spell. The horse has had a few setbacks, but is seemingly um, going as good as ever if, if that first up wins anything to go by. Gets back down the Flemington Strait, a, a track he's had success. Uh, track and trip he's had success over in the past. Um and I'm thinking he can go two from two to begin his prep. So front page on top for me. Ranting in next. Brilliant win first up. Had the light weight, but finished all over the top of them. It was a visually impressive performance. First up is a gelding. Um, straight track form, not flash. But look, I think he's come back in, in good order and I think might be worth following this campaign. So got to put him in the numbers. 12, it's our time. Uh, ran some quick late splits, first and second up. Was second, beating all bar Extreme Warrior fresh and then just missed the start at Caulfield last start, but really ran home hard and, as I said, recorded some good late sectionals. 
in for fourth, got the three, regards Marie. Informed gelding for an informed stable. Ran over Buffalo River last start, who I've obviously um, given a good chance to in, at Doombin on the day. So nine, 10, 12, and three for me, Bucks. Uh, I am with front page two. In fact, uh, made him my best of the day. In fact, very similar numbers here because I've got uh, 9, 10, 12, and 17, which is uh, front page ranting. It's our time and first emergency fluorescent star. Uh, now, in the publications, my value bit was uh, race six, number 18, Coolth. But uh, I see that he's, in fact, your best bet and typically for me, uh, has come up a lot shorter than I was anticipating. So I will let you speak to Kulf in a second, and my my new value bet will be race three, number eight, hard questions for Lindsay Smith. Uh, coming up a decent run in Warrnambool, but I think getting up to 2,000 metres and onto a firm track uh, could be the key, and he's around about 15 bucks. So that's race three, number eight, hard questions. Tell us about race six, number 18, Kulf. Yeah, tough watch if you're on him last start. He um, look, had a good run. He settled much, firstly, he settled much closer than I think most would have anticipated. A horse that um, generally likes to get back, well back in his races and he hit the line hard and he's had some hard luck stories when um, he's raced like that. But he's they went sort of much closer from the, from the mid-draw last start, settled about third and fourth and would have been happy in the run if you're on him. But just as it... They got to the straight at Flemington there. It was a bit of a horror watch. Damien Thornton just couldn't get out hard as he tried. And when he did get out, he really charged late. He was a good thing beaten, I thought. Um, cool. Gets out 100 metres earlier. I think he wins the race. On the quick backup, I like that. And from a good draw as well, I hope they can show the same intent. And this time, maybe get a bit of luck. Um, he just needs one more scratching to make his way into the field. But I think if he gets a run... Um, and luck on his side this time, he'll be really hard to beat Kulf. So he's the best. The value comes up in race four. Ken Bayar, a Godolphin filly who uh, handed some of the day's best late splits when winning at Sandown Hillside first up. It was a nice win, ran over the top of Literary Magnate, who does meet him, uh, does, sorry, does meet her better at the weights this time around, but um, with Ken Bayar to go back to back, I thought it was an impressive win. Her Second up win last prep was outstanding. Looks to have a bit of a future, this filly, so pretty keen to back her on each way basis. Race four, number two. In New South Wales, we've uh, finished the touring of the provinces and country for the Saturday uh, standalone action, and we are back in town to Rose Hill, in fact. Hasn't uh, cut down the field sizes at all, still 160-something. Except as this Saturday, there is one black type race. It is race seven, City of Parramatta, Lord Mayor's Cup, 2,000 metre listed quality. How did you see this one, Dan? Yeah, I'm with the three on top, Elias, not a whole heap of confidence, but um, lightly race Gelding, who won the Wagga Cup quite nicely, really had to do- uh, knuckle down late and only got up on the post, but it was a determined effort, stepping up to 2,000 metres for the first time in Australia. Um, strip fitter from that run and drawn ideally once again. Chad Schofield retaining the ride. So three on top for me. I think the six rocks, uh, certainly worth Chucky and Quinella's, worth a bit of an each-way play as well. Um, 2,000 metres, I think, seems to be his go. He, he's 
2,000 metre runs this prep have been quite good. Certainly better than the form suggests. Complete forgive in the Easter Cup two back. Still finished seventh there. And then last start, able to get a bit of running room and really hit the line strongly. Ran the fastest last 200 metres of the day at Caulfield. Um, back to 54.5 kilos here. And I uh, think certainly in the game. Rock, the, the six, four, hopeful. Nice return first up behind Kerwin's Lane in the Hawkesbury Cup. Um, and in for fourth, I have the one, so you win. Consistent galloper who loves racing at Rose Hill. Three, six, four, one for me. And your specials come up earlier on the program? Yeah, I thought it was a tough day at Rose Hill. I've made my best awesome wonder um, in the fifth. Uh, first up in Australia at Wyong over 1,600 metres and um, she won quite well, that maiden. It's not easy for maiden gallopers to come out and win next start, but she was able to do it quite quite well. Tough to race here, no doubt, but looks to have plenty of upside and in the right stable with John O'Shea. So she's my best. Race 5.14. The value comes up in the midway. Star Beretta, uh, consistent mare for Nathan Doyle, a very uh, up-and-coming stable out of Newcastle there. It was a visually pleasing win at Newcastle up to 1,400 metres. Um, stays at that trip here. Um, it's 54 kilos down to four kilos here. I think ticks a lot of boxes. Star Beretta, she's the value for 13, race 413. All righty, Belmont is the venue for Perth Racing once again on Saturday. There is no black type there, but I can report that uh, our man in Perth, Greg Hooper's best for the day is race five, number five, advanced. His value bet race eight, number eight, Power of St. George. And one of the other features this weekend is Australian Hurdle and Steeple Day at uh, Sandown Lakeside on Sunday. And Dan, in the, uh, in the steeple, uh, Britannicus looks very hard to beat for Simon Wilde. Yeah, did a little bit wrong last start at Warrnambool and was tough um, up on the pace there. Just overhauled late by the stable mate Vanguard, but it was a good effort. And off that, I think hard to beat here. So two on top, five in once were lost. Comes off a last start win at Warrnambool over the um, over the steeplechase, beating El Elvison, who has since come out and won at Casterton on Sunday on the quick backup. So those are the next two in the numbers, five and three. I've got the one. Uh, the veteran bit of a lad in for fourth, but two on top of five, three and one. And the Australian hurdle is, uh, sees another fairly uh, popular commodity who you're also going with. That's race five, number one, Saunter Boy. Yeah, two from two. Uh, oh, sorry, what, he's one is two from two over the uh, jumps, his preparation. He's has to be in big margins, but he's done all that he's needed to do. Obviously, uh, one of our... Better jumpers in the country. I think he can continue the winning run. So he's on top. Two out and dreaming and next. Very versatile horse. He can some good stats over the flat and obviously can do it over the jumps as well. So um, meets a sauna boy a couple of kilos. Uh, sorry. Meets, yeah, sauna boy a couple of kilos better off at the weights than with their last meeting at Warrnambool. There's only a small margin defeat there. So um, will be a good... Uh, Jewel in the straight, you'd think. Four in for third, Brungle Birdie, and I've got five in Tamarack. But I think it's a race in two, this. One, two, four, five. Okay, that wraps up a big weekend of racing around Australia. Brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters.
Dan, well done again. Completed the hat trick with Applerick. I'm excused with Bel Toro, who did not run. Uh, I'm going to go with one that you are keen on as well. And I speak of Flemington. Uh, Flemington race seven, number. Uh, Flemington race seven, number nine, front page. What are you going with to make it four straight? Well, Kulth is my best of the day. Just look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope it gets a run. It just needs one more scratching and a few on paces drawn wide that haven't come out, which I'm hoping come out. Um, but I think Kulth gets a run, which I think he will. Race six, number eighteen, um, will be really hard to beat. So I'll put my twenty on him, Bucks. All righty, that uh, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already, a form for Friday night at Cranbourne Fields, colours, tips for everywhere else and overviews indeed uh, everywhere else on Friday than our usual great Saturday and Sunday coverage. Plenty of other great reading besides. Matt Stewart has spoken to um, um, comeback jockey Michael Walker. We've got uh, Richo's done a Q&A uh, uh, blast from the past that is also a good read. Shane Templeton uh, is also got a good column this week. So uh, make sure you pick that up. We'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast. In the meantime, back plenty of winners.